Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And welcome back to Summer House Hive, the place where we gather and we ride for the only show that is getting me through quarantine right now, even though it's, I guess, quarantine is over, (laughs) who fucking knows, but they are a ray of sunshine in a world of darkness. And with me today to talk about episode four of this season is the one, the only Ryan Bailey. Hi. Hi. Loverboy Nation, rise up. Hello. I am Loverboy Nation. I you just made a great point about quarantine. Like I but I now I'm realizing this makes me feel good even out like on the tail end of quarantine. Like I don't even need quarantine to love this show. You can love this show quarantine or not. It's good, you know? Yeah, and I forget that they're even in quarantine, which is like how speaks to just how great they are as a group to watch is like I forgot to me. They're still like Tanky the Hamptons by storm. I mean, people are talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And like, I mean, that's how like I consider Summerhouse the Justice League of the Hamptons. Like these guys are heroes, all of them individually. They're amazing. But when they come together and activate as a as a Summerhouse, like you don't see magic like that. I'm hearkening back to like seasons one and two of Vanderpump rules, you know? Yeah. And it, but it hits differently. And like, that's what I love to like talk to guests about because they all agree, but it's very, (laughs) but it's also interesting. Like summer house doesn't have like, maybe they have, they have one Vanderpump esque cast member, Hannah. Um, she's like, she's towing the line. But really, Luke, for me, is brings, like, <laughs> such Vanderpump energy. And, like, everyone else is kind of, they're, they're doing a different thing. And I appreciate them for it. Because I think the world can only take so much Vanderpump energy before it implodes upon you know, itself. Laura, let me, let me actually correct myself and explain a little bit more what I meant. I just meant the joy inside it gives me. Like, I didn't mean the exact oh, yeah, yeah, archetypes yeah. of characters. I just meant, like, it gives me hope and, like, kind of some, like, 
will to live. Like when I see Summer House, I'm like, I want to go out and do like I want to live my life and see if I could ever be a part of some sort of Summer House. Like, cause it just, it makes me happy and it's made me happy last season, this season. And there's not that kind of uh bitter aftertaste that you get thinking about Vanderpump rules now. Like it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's very clean. It goes down smooth. Like a shot of like <laughs> 818 tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shout, shout out Kendall. I'm proud of you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Kenny, you're killing it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was talking on the last episode with my guest Randy and we were talking about like, I was like, had the realization that Luke is the exact character archetype of like a Vanderpump rules type of vibe, like model actor attempting like a jewelry business. And like, we all know that he's going to fail at that. Like we well, know that he's like not good see, at making jewelry. I'm not, and this is going to shock everybody. I'm not like what you call a guy's guy. Like I don't do guy things <laughs> and uh, I know it's shocking, but um, like when you're that, when you're good looking, like, like Luke is good looking or what I, what everybody tells me is he's good looking. You're allowed to do crazy things like make jewelry. Like, and I talked to Luke a couple of weeks ago and I said, how did you start this? And he goes, um, well, you know, like one day I was talking to my ex and like, I don't know, I got off the phone and then I just went into the garage and I just started banging stuff. And I was like, you felt like I, I've never been encouraged to go bang stuff in the garage. And if I did, somebody would be like, Ryan's being special again. Like, <laughs> like nobody would be like, oh, that's amazing jewelry. Like everybody in his life said it was amazing. And when you're good looking, you're encouraged to make music that's potentially bad. You're encouraged to make jewelry that potentially doesn't fit. And it, you like girls just go like, oh, my God, you're so talented, Luke. You're so like Bobby uh, from the Hills is like that, too. Yeah, he they are very similar. They're cut from the same cloth and like have they also have like TBD long hair for men their age. Well, they they have that kind of Brad Pitt thing where they seem like one of their talents is being able to grow their hair at a exponentially faster rate than most men. So they can have mm-hmm. more hairstyles. Like they're like do you never notice how Brad Pitt and he's like the best. He's I don't want to include him in this, but his hair grows so fast and he has so many different hairstyles. It's long, it's lustrous. And he also can administer that like smoldering gaze. But Brad has either conned us all into believing that he's like really, really deep or he's just like he's known better than to give us too much so that the jig is up and we realize like he's just another hot guy. Yeah. I mean, like like nothing underneath. Yeah, the absence of giving people things actually creates a better mystique around you. Like, that's why most, I mean, that's why I think even like Vanderpump Rules right now, that cast kind of fails because they're trying to push themselves so much into Daily Mail and Us Weekly articles that you just don't even give a shit, even if the show does come back in ways. But like, if like Brad Pitt, I don't know, I don't know the first thing about him. I just know he looks great. He does weird poses in the desert for magazine articles and he listens to Frank Ocean. Like, that's a guy, that's a cool guy. Yeah, I love it. And then Luke, the facade, I think, is cracking. And I have a feeling that he's going to get, like, the Jordan edit. I mean, he already kind of is this season. But I would be surprised if he lasts in the house beyond this season. Well, I and I know this is episode four, and, and we don't ju- you know want to jump ahead, but it feels like it's just a we rocky— We can jump ahead. It's, well, it's just a rocky a- road for Luke. Man. Luke is really—and it seems like with this next episode, with the Kyle and Luke fight that's about to happen, everybody— 
is gunning for Luke and Luke does not have the social skills or the stamina to deal with this much heat because he's never gotten this much heat in his life I imagine coming from all directions and I will say Hannah as is the architect of of Luke's crashing ship like she really really fucked him like I mean to the point where she is as is in the midst of one of the greatest flameouts in reality show histories. I think she's just she's like the Titanic just going down, but she's going to take Luke and push him so much further down than she is, you know? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think the tides have shifted on Hannah for sure cuz like even for me personally, like in the first seasons that we got to see her, like she was a hero of mine in this universe and I was like, yes, like I'm into Hannah, like she's so confident, she's got it going on. Hashtag girl boss. Yeah, girl boss shit. I was like, let's do an episode of Babe together and talk to you about quarantine. And then now I'm seeing her and I was like, oh, this, I was kind of fooled. Like, this was all a bit of an act. But now I also appreciate, like, it's very clear that Luke is not the brightest or sharpest tool in the shed. I I do want to highlight that. He is the sharpest jewelry making tool. Yeah. Yeah. So to see Hannah. And Hannah is, like, smart. Say what you will about her, but she's, like, smart. And when you fuck with a girl like that, it's, like, to see his life go up in flames and to see her being, like, oh, you're going to do me like this? Like, watch me become best friends with Sierra. Oh, I'm immediately. i entire house against you. Like, and I don't doubt that they're, like, friendly. I feel like they could naturally just get along well. But, like, Hannah's just, like, you're fucking dead and like and it's truly you just don't if you're a hot dumb guy you just shouldn't be like that to women like you need to just be respectful to women and you won't they won't just like torch you yeah I mean I I just I think Luke has always managed to use the friend thing to his benefit and also I mean this bringing Sierra to the summer house uh, initially was even kind of potentially weird but you're right the fact that Hannah immediately after like fights would go with the girls but immediately direct everything she was saying about anger and aggressiveness to Sierra like she was like Mm -hmm. like Sierra look at me and like Sierra bought it like I mean Sierra will not touch Luke with a 10 foot pole now and I almost like it's so hard to feel bad for extremely good looking guys but I almost feel bad for him because he's like he's like a mice and men he's like the the slow guy of mice and men (laughs) yeah he's like Lenny like Carl's gonna take him out to like see the rabbits you know like you know like come make some jewelry over here Lenny um I just feel like he does not know how to fight this battle because it's a battle that he's never really had to fight before um also I do want to ask you this theory and that like, do you think, and I'm sorry, I, I enjoy Hannah on the outside of this sh- season, but Paige, I believe, is not only wittier, but also has a better delivery uh, than Hannah in just terms of, like, comedic uh, timing and things like that. Yeah, Paige I find endlessly entertaining, and, like, I love her takes on stuff. Like, when Hannah asked her, like, what's the longest a guy's lasted that you've been with? And then she gives like that thing. Cause Paige has this air of like not caring as much, but then she always has something to say and always has like a hot take on something or the other. And she's self deprecating, but not to the point where then she would be just trashing herself and making herself look bad. No. And it seems like it comes off the cuff where I, I believe Hannah is really smart in the terms of she recognizes patterns. Hannah recognizes what a joke looks like, where a joke like, and she, a lot of her jokes are like format based jokes or uh, like, you know, Dick and pee pee poo poo humor, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that gets a little old for me sometimes. Or she knows what's going to be like a like a memeable or viral statement in the midst of like chaos. Yeah. She's like, can you pick my nose for me or whatever? And I don't think that that's like, I don't see that as being very genuine. No, I be. I mean, I feel like she's aware the cameras are on and she's going to create moments. And sometimes that I think really works for the show. I'm just, for me, it's like been, it's weird that I've just kind of like, I always now gravitate towards Paige. Like uh, to me, she provides like some real comic relief in the show, not Hannah. Mm-hmm. But I think Paige also does a good job of staying above the fray. Like, you just don't see her lose her shit all that often. And, like, she's kind of just observing, watching, and then formulating, like, her opinion on the situation. So, potentially, she's the everyman. She is the viewer. She's a little bit of the viewer. I think Sierra is giving us viewer energy, too, or just, like... like she does a good job of just being like everyone's crazy. Like I don't understand why they're fighting about all this, and like why are they yelling at each other so much? I mean, and, like I like seeing her as a newbie to the house, being like, "Whoa, this is a little wild for me." At first, I was with Sierra. I was like, "What are you d-? like?" Bravo's been doing this year where I'm like, they have somebody that comes on the show where I'm like, "What are you doing here? You're way too overqualified, and you're not emotionally unstable enough." And then last week's episode, she started talking about her dad, and I was like, "Oh, you belong in the summer." house you fit in you fit in here you know like you're gonna fit in just there's fine. always something that brings you to this <laughs> like, place of summer oh. house. if you find yourself on a bravo reality tv show chances are there are quite a few skeletons in your oh, closet i was overjoyed to find out she didn't talk to her dad throughout the whole high school experience i was like okay now i see why you're here yeah, we then, get it and then i want to know sierra's reaction to like the shot they keep doing in summer house of luke's huge unopened box of magnums in his closet like those were supposed yeah, to all be for really sierra it. I guess so. And that's like truly, that would terrify me. That's serial killer shit. You, you just put those away. Just put them in a box. Like they're front and center. Wrapped, also wrapped up in plastic. Like you were really worried they were going to fall out and you would lose one of your thousand condoms. It was crazy. You wouldn't be able to like pound Sierra all summer. <laughs> It's just very, it's very weird. <laughs> and Luke's whole facade, like I love watching it like melt away because like even at the beginning when he calls his sister or when he, he even texts Sierra first thing in the morning, he goes morning gorgeous. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to just bomb over this. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I would never be able to handle a text like that. Or I don't think I could ever send a text like that because I'm, I just, know how the world works a little bit better than that where I would just be so like how would that even be taken like and that's hot guys like that are pulling shit like that and saying like they they think it's romantic like they think that actually works like asking like this week he asked Sierra to watch a movie in his room and she was like no like he does not <laughs> give up he's 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 that sense of obliviousness that all LA actors need if you're oblivious mm-hmm. you'll probably do better uh do better as an actor than somebody that has awareness and Luke Luke is oblivious like sometimes I don't even realize he's I don't think he even realizes how hard he's being clowned on yeah, like when he took Hannah outside to talk on the front steps of the house, which to me seems like the most uncomfortable place to have any sort of conversation ever. There's he loves those like steps. flying around. Yeah. He loves those steps. <laughs> and he's out there and then he's kind of looking at her, like giving her like model face reactions yeah. as she's talking. And then he manages to kind of like fake cry. And I was like, women, he is 
lived an entire lifetime up to this point where women have just eaten that shit up like and he has all he has to do are the bare minimum like muster up kind of like wet eyes and be like and I like having someone to talk to and they're like oh my god he's so deep like I forgive him for everything and I was like it ain't gonna work anymore but that was actually one of my well see I th- I, I have a light disagreement and I think that was one of his finer moments it was crash and burn and success at the same time because he took Hannah out to like hey burn dog let's and by the way burn dog I don't you know if I <laughs> if I put a dog on any female's name there's a good chance there's nothing going on you know like or if anybody calls yeah. me rye dog that's a female I'm like you don't like me <laughs> like you don't like me bail <laughs> dog <laughs> yeah it's like hey poop titties what's going on yeah <laughs> so but he, I'm like he, I think he's into me <laughs> well it is so like Hannah's distortion level of I think it was the episode before this where she took the girls aside and she was like he sees he sees he's losing me and he's losing his shit and I'm like oh my god I can guarantee you Hannah he is not seeing that he's losing you like he does not no. give a rip um but this episode it's when he not takes that her out, deep Oh, not at all. He takes, in fact, he loves Hannah as a friend because he can say he has a friend that's funny. All his friends mm-hmm. are like model girls, like other Instagram model girls that like, but Hannah actually will tell you she's funny. So Luke goes, I don't even know if Luke finds her funny. Luke goes, oh, she told me she's funny. Wow, I have a really funny friend. That's cool. But when he takes her to the steps, he does, he burns himself by going, I do love you, which is like, dipshit don't keep this going shut the fuck up yeah it's like just own the fact that i he need i need him to say like i do not have those kinds of feelings for you and we will never date but i would like to be friends with you and like just say it totally like and she needs to hear that because i think that the more that he doesn't say that and he's like I when the line of him being when when he's talking to his sister he's like and I always told her you know like (laughs) I have a lot going on and like I have all this shit with my ex and I'm just like not in a place where I can really date right now it's like you're not being straight with someone like the what she needs to hear is like I don't want to date you I don't think of you in that way and he doesn't say that because he wants the intimacy and the ability to like call her and text her all the time and have her there, but not have to actually give any sort of commitment. Exactly. But I also want to give Luke a positive note too on this is that Mm -hmm. he does manage to do something semi brilliant. And it is involving the tears where he says, I love you, da da da. But he gets her to say, I think maybe we need to set boundaries. And that's when he goes, Whoa, I think you might be right. Okay. You know, like he gets her to say the boundary thing. He, the onus is on her. And it was weirdly a brilliant move on Luke's part. Like, I think he was aware that I need to get her to say this. Cause I don't care. He goes, I, I mean, I think he's fine. He just wants to be able to like get Sierra. So he's making a strategic move to make up with her so she can stop bad mouthing him to Sierra. And he gets her to do it. And he gets that like, huh? Interesting point. I don't want to do boundaries, but I guess you want it. I understand. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. I think a lot of men do that in relationships or like I've known a lot of I've been in relationships or have had friends in relationships where it's like 
it's it's not working out or one or the guy isn't into it but they'll just do they'll send signs over and over and they'll never break up with you but they put it on you to be the one to have to break up with them and that's like such a classic game (laughs) that gets played over and over and he kind of yeah he definitely does that in even a more masterful way because it's not even a breakup it's just like oh now we're friends you're gonna chill out and then now you're going to go tell Sierra, like, we talked and it's all fine. And then I can, like, make my move on her. Yeah. I also, like, I I just, I also think a lot of the key to Luke and we, you know, was is really counting how much jewelry he's wearing in each scene. Like, it really, mm-hmm. you can tell his confidence level on, like, how many rings he's wearing. And I always, like, what is your... What are your thoughts on male jewelry? Like, I mean, I always like send it. It's like male jewelry. When I think of male jewelry, I think of like Lenny Kravitz and Johnny Depp, like how much time it takes them to get out of the house, you know? Yeah. Like it's like a, it's definitely more of like a rocker look. Like I think of Lenny Kravitz is never not wearing jewelry. Yeah. Like it's just it's, part of him yeah, now. Yeah. Like there's never a moment where it really comes off and then goes back on. It's just like, he's worn the same rings forever. He's one he with the, he's, one or, he's partly cyborg. It's fused to his skin, you know? Yeah. Like you're one with your rings and your cuffs. And so, but Luke, it's like, he's, it's just a halfway trying kind of to wear jewelry like the look never really comes together for him where he's like pulling off like this like he's hot in the face and the body but the look never feels cohesive do you know you see that Mumford and Sons hat he always wears I hate that hat I hate Hannah's hat that's Hannah's hat he stole Hannah's hat Hannah said that on watch what happens live this week is that that's her hat and he's not giving it back yet wow well everyone's doing themselves if she did herself a great favor by just relinquishing the hat to Luke. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and like, it's so hot outside, but he's always wearing jeans or like a flannel shirt. He works in jeans. He works in jeans without a shirt. Like he wants us to see his happy trail all the time. And he's just like banging away on like, which by the way, banging away on what I think is an unstable, like wood contraption he built. Like I'm not a, like I said, I don't know men's stuff, but like what he made to make his jewelry doesn't even look like it's even to the ground. Yeah. Like if you can't make a workbench, you probably shouldn't be making jewelry. Like if you, if the, it's not even stable from the beginning. It's That's so bizarre. Hot men actually have no talent besides being hot. They, they die thinking they've had multiple talents because women and men have encouraged them because they're so good looking. You never tell a really good looking person anything negative. Like I have a theory. You never tell them if they do a podcast, it's the best podcast. If they do music, it's the best music. Really good looking people have never gotten constructive criticism, I think. Yeah. And I think he's fallen victim to that. But I think it's like, I also just enjoy that it's being stripped away. I mean, I'm sure he'll always have legions of fans that are willing to like, he's not going to have any shortage of women who are dying to fuck him. And like, will probably be successful in whatever he does because of his looks. And also (laughs) because now he has like a platform to like sell his jewelry. Well, You know, he has a, he has a fragrance line too for men and women. No. Yeah. Go to, I go to, I had to talk to him about it. He has a fragrance line and, uh, he over, over quarantine, somebody approached him from like France, like a real person that makes things. And they came up with a, uh, a scent for men and a scent for women. What's his jewelry line called? (laughs) Do you know? No, I mean, it's not, um, Oh yeah. It's like Ranger company or something. 
RCL2 oh, I don't want or that. something. That just reminds but me. If you okay. go to the website, Rings. he's sold out of the rings. because I don't Renaissance he... Man. Renaissance. That's the name of <laughs> Suit and tie. Okay. Hair he... back. I have not seen his jewelry. He makes two things. He makes that ring that the looks gold, shaved yeah. down. And then that cuff that's like, those are literally like, I took a jewelry class my freshman year of high school where we'd like, I made like a cuff and like put like a turquoise <laughs> thing on it and like learned how to <laughs> lightly make jewelry. And I'm telling you, his jewelry making is like high school, freshman high school level skill. Wouldn't it be great if Luke starts doing beads, like friendship bracelets? Mm-hmm. That would be more creative than this jewelry. Oh my God. He also has a candle. But it's yeah. I don't like candles in jars. I'm just gonna say it. I think that it's lazy. I think I don't think there's any ambiance. There's no glamour to it. It's the easiest, laziest thing you can do with a candle. I wonder if Luke. There. I wonder <laughs> if Luke mentioned. lights up his own. Does Luke light up his own calorie uh, candles when he makes love? Does he like set the Probably. mood by lighting one of his own cat? And when Luke makes love, does he take off his rings? Like I just feel like if you were grabbed by Luke and just getting ring marks everywhere, you know. He's so predictable. Yeah, but he thinks he's an artist, and that's all that matters. Like he, he really, truly believes he's an artist. Like I, I talked to him, and he was at his apartment, and he had like two guitars hanging on the wall, and like a Johnny Cash uh, like framed thing. And I go, "Are those <laughs> like are those <laughs> are those the guitars, Luke?" Because like I always <laughs> love the shots on Summer House when he when he strums his guitar and like sings to himself because. I've never had that urge when I'm by myself to ever pick up any kind of instrument. I don't even pick up a podcasting mic and just diddle around on it for fun. <laughs> like, you know, like tell poetry You're into like it. scatting into yeah. the mic. <laughs> um, and he always does that. And he said, he goes, yeah, those are the guitars. He's like, I hate how he's like, they did. They got me this time. And it's like, I wasn't even really warmed up. I hadn't played in a while. And I'm just so much better than, than how they show me, you know? If you have to say that, it's not true. But at the same time, he was like, he was like weirdly not charming, but like not a, like you didn't, I didn't get the sense of like a bad guy, you know? No, he's not a bad guy. I don't think that, I don't think he's smart enough to be like a master manipulator. It's like, I think that he truly is just like, he just doesn't have a lot of life experience of like people saying no to him or giving him any negative feedback. So he hasn't really developed like much depth in that department. So it's just like all facial expressions and like semi broodiness, but it really is like surface level. And I think he just is like, wants, he wants female attention. I do feel bad about the Sierra thing though. Like I feel like it is really, I don't know why, but I do react to like Sierra, like just thinks of him as like a loser geek now just like a huge I like love it. A loser I geek. love it it feels like it feels right to me like not to skip ahead in the episodes like obviously I'll be recapping it eventually but like the when he gets her the flowers and tries to give them to her and she's like oh that's such a sweet gesture that and she says that three different times and I was like it was the exact like it soothed me to just see him get just like shot down in that way was amazing <laughs> but I, I mean, want to talk about someone who is like in deeply talented 
and I think that's Amanda. Honestly, I have to give it up to her. Uh, Amanda is not only the creative director of Loverboy and really determines how Loverboy is seen to the world, but I think she's an emotional rock. I think she's stability. I also think she's a doormat to Hannah, which I hate, but I love Amanda. Here is somebody that I truly, I truly, like, I would, I would like to, yeah, I would like to be friends with Amanda in real life. Me too. I mean, she's the queen of merch. She's like everything that she wears. I'm like, I love your outfit. Like she does. She's like killing it on the lover boyfriend. And I love to see like, I think her and Kyle have really grown together and like <laughs> what seems like a very genuine way, like in Vanderpump rules. I don't think any couple, maybe Tom and Ariana have like, you've seen them grow together, but I don't even know about that. I think it's like, they just had this, they had a relationship that wasn't just like tinged with darkness and pain and like maintained that status quo. But Kyle and Amanda, like, it's like, Oh, like I root for them now. I've been through the whole gamut and I genuinely believe in their love. And I think that's part of the reason why Kyle gets so insanely upset because he actually truly believes in their love. Like, I mean, I really Mm -hmm. even, I even buy that, you know, like how like you wouldn't buy shit Jack says anymore. Like it wouldn't even come across your mind to even believe him with Kyle. I'm still at that point where I can be fooled by Kyle. I'm like, if he's, if he's putting this on, it's, it's really, it's a really good act. But the thing with Amanda, that's so great is that like the company is lover boy. It is supposedly an alcoholic beverage. And the way they're making their money is through Amanda's merch. Cause Kyle doesn't fucking have cans to sell. You can't buy lover boy, which is like the biggest insane thing. Like, I don't know a lot about business, but I would think the first thing is like, make sure you have product. And Amanda's like knocking it out of the park and she's doing it so undercover where she's still giving it up to the man, Kyle, you know? Yeah. And like making it like a lifestyle brand at this point. And like, she just, it's refreshing to see her. Like she knows what she's doing. The merch is amazing. Like I want to buy it. And like, I, I just like, I love her and I'm, I'm here for her. I, I like another seeing couple... these women. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I just said in another couple episodes, I, I think I will want to spend my own money on the merch right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I want the merch, but I would never pay for the merch. Like if somebody yeah. gifted me the merch, but in a couple of weeks, I think I'll get to a point where I'd want to spend my own money. Yeah, I'm almost I last season got to a point where I like went to the website to buy a tie dyed long sleeve shirt and then they were sold out and I was like, damn. And then now I haven't gone to the website yet, but I'm right there with you. It like might take a couple more weeks and then I'll be trying to get like a collegiate sweatshirt. If I see if I'm going to freak out if I see Jonah Hill in a lover boy sweatshirt before me. I'm going to be so bummed. Uh, It might happen. Or like Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend or something. (laughs) I'm happy to see the women on this show, like, being really successful in their various fields. Like, even though Danielle, she doesn't bring much to the table. I really depend on her in the house. And I want her to always be a part of it. And I like seeing her random, like, corporate, like, zoom calls and stuff i we have still not really an idea what she does but i believe it she works in fintech of some sort it's something and with computer like, it's something where she needs to be on her computer you guys so it yeah narrows it and down. like she's killing it hannah's podcast obviously is like a big success <laughs> yeah. and oh, as yeah. a podcaster like i i have to just give it up for that um page slaying the instagram game like i follow her and love all the outfits Amanda killing it. Lindsay, 
I don't know what she does from a PR perspective. Hubhouse. But I think she was, she was really successful. And then now I think that she has like legs as she could be on reality TV for like the rest of her life. Well, and also, I mean, Lindsay will always go down in history and this is like, takes so much. I'm like, she brought back single-handedly finger banging. Like she mm-hmm. has made finger banging cool again. And like, I thought last, like last season, we remember when Carl, like it was like Carl finger banged, uh, you know, I thought that was a Carl yeah. thing. And then this season we find out it's a Lindsay thing because she crawls into bed and Stravi's already asleep. And she goes, I wouldn't mind if you finger banged me in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about women really, but like, I, I never thought like, do girls like to be woken up by finger banging? I think there's something to it. I mean, after I watched that episode, I literally had a dream that I got finger banged and I was loving it. So like, I think that I, Lindsay is really onto something here. I love, I love Lindsay's, like Lindsay's unabashed, like, you know, sexuality fucking in bathrooms. I mean, I love the, this, you know, it's, she gives that element of this, the summer house that we need, but I agree with you totally about Danielle. And I want to apologize to Danielle is that I kind of made fun of her in the beginning because I really thought she was just there for Lindsay to talk to. Like Lindsay mm-hmm. had somebody instead of the Amanda Page, Hannah girl group. Yeah. And then I realized like Danielle's got her own thing going. Like she's like, she, she each week she's winning me over more and more where I was like, I really like this girl. She's smart. She's funny. And she kind of tells it like it is. And I don't know. I, I just really have grown to like Danielle a lot more than the beginning of the season. Same. And I think also like the friendship, the organic friendship between her and Carl and Lindsay is so nice to see, especially like when next episode, like Carl goes through having to deal with like the death of his brother and like to see them all really be there for each other in that way and just know that they have like a long history together. I think she's she's an essential part of the house to me now. Like even if she's not heavily featured, I still need her. I, I completely agree. Do you ever wonder, it did make me think at the end of this episode when Carl finds out about the brother, like I, I don't have a brother, but I literally sat there for like, I was like, I wonder who I would like, I was like, I wonder who's my Lindsay. Like, I wonder who I would go to with my fake brother dies, you know? Yeah. Like when she, and I think she is like a really good friend. Like she had, yes. it was just like, he comes in the room and then she's immediately like up engaged and like, Uh, like leveled with him in a way that it's like if I had a crisis or something like Lindsay would be there like she's not gonna flake on you she's gonna like give you everything she has and like support you and like fight ferociously for you and make sure you're okay and I was like I love to see that and then Danielle is like comforting she's very level added like a shoulder to cry on like I was like Carl has good friends in these women yeah yeah another Danielle is that kind of balance where Lindsay is the you know freaking out how many sandwiches have you made for me and Danielle would never Mm -hmm. scream that you know so it's a good balance it's a good balance and there's a moment in this episode where they're getting ready to go to the beach and Lindsay walks in she goes can I wear Danielle should I wear my Mayan hat and I was like Danielle's the perfect person to ask that question to because she'll tell you like exactly what she thinks of your Mayan hat and like if someone asked me if they should wear their Mayan hat I would make fun of them back to their face and like Danielle won't do that to you you know what I mean like yeah but it won't go with your swimsuit like she takes Lindsay very seriously and like honors 
honors her in that oh, way. Yes, I mean, it is amazing. Friendships are amazing when you give that respect to another person when another person would make fun of them for the same thing. Like, it is really, mm-hmm. that's what friendships are great about. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s, and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. I was just thinking about that beach scene when they actually like I learned something. It was a really eye-opening conversation about boobs, you know? Yeah. Like I was like mm-hmm. it was like we we got everybody was touching Sierra's boobs. We're talking about like smaller boobs and dressing up with like boobs at work, you know? Yeah, I enjoyed learning just like having a reference for boob sizes like that Lindsay and Sarah were both 32 double D's I was like okay now I can know what that looks like but then I do enjoy like the I love I love the fact that Sierra is both a nurse and a model like I never (laughs) knew that that exist like was a thing that you could do at once yeah (laughs) yeah and so to have like and having an insight into like her modeling career and like the challenges that come with it because I see someone like Sierra and I'm like what wouldn't you get cast in like as soon as you walk in the door I'm like yeah model everything I have like you look good in like a bed sheet if that's like what you want to wear so like go for it you got the job 
So it's interesting to hear her take on like kind of like the colorism that goes on yeah. in the modeling world. And that and she like feels Danielle more comfortable. Too. Sorry. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, that no, she no, feels no. more comfortable in a uh in her nursing outfit because she doesn't have to deal with her sexuality at all when she's like that. Or like you said, when Danielle dresses like just doesn't dress feminine because it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. And to see someone like Danielle, who I think also is like kind of come have through the seasons has come out of her shell in and like is I think more comfortable be like being like sexy forward looks wise and like I love to see that because I think I'm like everyone on the show is so fucking hot yeah. and like it now is making me somewhat insecure because I'm like I don't I think I would implode if I had to wear a bathing suit on camera for days on <laughs> yeah. end I was just like oh my god I would have a panic attack I, I always- would not be able to play this weird game day which I was like I don't love this game day like yeah. I know what you're trying to do here and I'll accept it but like I don't love it and but like them running around and I was like I would kill myself oh like there's just no chance I always fantasize about having like a summer house character named Randy who's like severely overweight and always wears a shirt and <laughs> he always wears a shirt in the pool you know and it's always like Randy's the last one of like let's do another shot you guys are like hey so Somebody's been poking around the fridge. Who ate all my leftovers? And Randy's always like stuff over his shirt. I didn't. I I think it was probably Hannah. I heard her messing around in there. Like there's got to be, I would love to see the balance of throwing somebody just so not on their level, you know, like, and I got to imagine for them, like that's the crew Mm -hmm. people, the crew people that work on summer house, you know? Yeah. The normies. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's like, like not genetically blessed ones. Yeah, I'm just like, God, these people are so just good looking. And like they don't look like they don't look like nipped and tucked in like a that L.A. kind of weird face way. It's like, wow, you guys are just like stunning. Well, even Pass in this off. episode, it's like that's like I is that car like Carl and uh, um, Kyle they're getting a quick pump in. They're like, ah, just getting a quick pump and doing weights. And I'm like, I never get a quick pump in. Like, that's why I look the way I do. Like these guys are on like a five minute break. They want to get a quick pump in, you know, I'll just like lay flat for five Mm -hmm. minutes if I have a break and they're like actively (laughs) lifting weights. And I just, that I have no concept of that. I have no friends that are like, do you want to pump, you know, quickly? Yeah, I love to seeing them like support each other. Where Carl's like, "You're getting shredded, man." Yes, he and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And I, I was like, never, wow. I have never had a friend go, "You are getting shredded." Like, whoa! Like, I have ne- like, if anything, like, I've had, I've had friends that are going like, "Whoa, you're like, you're eating a lot. Like, that's a lot of food." Like, I've never had that. I mean, I would love that, but I'm not willing to put that kind of work into it. You know. Yeah, I have to really be show up for myself and be my own Carl and my own Kyle when it comes to like hitting the gym, especially in COVID times. Like, you, who do you even? Where do you even go? Where There's do you nobody. work out? You know There's, what I mean? There's I'll, no one. Yeah, no, nope. I definitely am not the person going. Give me one more. Give me two more. You got this. Like, I'll just never give myself two more. I'll quit when I want to quit immediately. But like, also, I just I spend too much time thinking about how they survive their hangovers and work out. Like I will, cause if I drink, I will get really severely hung over and I just, I'm so curious how they do it. And I spend way too much time thinking about it. I'm like, do Bravo people get like special pills or they get like a special formula that they can keep? Is it just Adderall? Like, what is it? You know? 
I think that it probably is a combination of Adderall and then when I was like drinking, I would try and work out like first thing in the morning. So then you sweat out all oh. the hangover, just like push myself into like a workout, try and sweat it all out, take the shower, eat something, drink a ton of water. And then usually by like midday, unless it's like a brutal hangover where it's like you're just like flattened and maybe like throwing up the next day, then there's no chance. Like your best bet might be just like a really hot bath and just try and sweat it out in the bath. Like my, a horizontal my, sweat. My fake, my fake summer house c- character, Randy's always just having horrible hangovers. He's like, I can't, <laughs> I can't get out. I just can't. You guys, I can't. I see Randy is also getting really sunburned all the time. <laughs> He's the guy that he's like, check me out. And like, he's the guy that like too much of a belly flop where everybody's like, oh, Randy, Randy knocked the wind out of himself again. He hurt himself. He's almost drowned multiple times from like cannonballs gone wrong. And then like has like a farmer's tan sunburn. And And he's the guy that also tells Lindsay, hey, you know, I, I, I love finger banging. And she's like, that's disgusting, Randy. That is disgusting. You said that. Ooh. Randy said something about finger banging openly. And they're like, Rand, you got to tone it down. Randy, me no, too, sorry, brother. Sorry. Me too, dude. I loved seeing Sierra FaceTime her mom because it was like such a Real? like relatable FaceTime yeah. moment. Yeah. Like her mom being like, what did you do to your hair? And like then not being able to flip the camera appropriately. Like whenever I FaceTime my mom, I will inevitably just be staring at the floor of wherever she is or like a random wall because she won't turn the camera back around on herself and like, or just the cat, like I'll stare at the cat. I talked to my parents on the podcast a lot and I have not let them know that like, I can record off zoom or Skype video. I'll always say Skype mm-hmm. audio. Cause I just don't want that visual of them trying to figure things out so it's always like i've never like sorry guys i can only do audio i I just i can't see you guys sorry yeah no it's better that way yeah um kyle i like finding out about kyle's past of like hustles because i do think that he like obviously he's like a binge drinker but he's now making it work for him in a business sense and to find out that he graduated business school and would make money on the side cleaning his roommates rooms for them i was like okay i respect that i would have paid i would have paid kyle for that 100 percent. yeah totally he's industrious but i like that you said he's a binge drinker because he really like he's a binge drinker and he's so supported by amanda in his binge drinking yeah and like, she was like, he cares about one thing, and that is drinking yeah, on the on weekends. The weekend. <laughs> and I'm just here for my man. And I'm in a, and I was like, wow, okay. Like I would not feel as positive about that with a guy I was dating well, it, who was it, like his main priority in life is to drink heavily on the weekend. And like it's like constantly said of like, hey, let's party like it's the weekend. Whoa, it is the weekend. Let's drink. It's like it, but it's also like it's like if Charles Bukowski like had a girlfriend that was like really supportive of his drinking, you know, like it would be mm-hmm. like a <laughs> so stupid. I don't even know what I just said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if Charles, I think he was a little more depressive about it. And like, <laughs> come on, Charles Bukowski he's in charge of lover boy. He's at the summer house. It turns his whole life around. God, I would love to see Charles Bukowski in the summer house with all these kids. Like, what would the vibe be? Oh, my God. Imagine him trying to get Luke to read his stuff. And Luke's like, 
hey man i uh he lies to him like i read that stuff that was really cool man and then he would tell people like i'm friends with the writer like that's pretty cool yeah. huh i'm friends <laughs> with the comedian and i'm friends with the writer wow some of his stuff makes me kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think he's cool. Yeah. He stays in his room a lot. He takes beer shits and smokes a lot of cigarettes. Always wearing a, a sports jacket of some sort in a hat. Yeah, like I think Hannah would get along with Bukowski because of their equal like interest in taking shits. Um, so I think they would vibe together. Do you think Paige would help him set up an Instagram account? Maybe. I think he and Paige, I think he would be very into Paige, like kind of fetishize her and like really want to fuck her. And then she would be like, no, he's a little weird for me. Like, <laughs> But I could see them maybe like they get drunk together one night and like really like forge an unlikely friendship. Oh, so like instead of in the preview when Lindsay goes, hello, Luke, uh, it would be like, hello, Charles. I think Paige would like get him she could give him a makeover and like give him some advice for like where to get a facial or oh, like, laser yeah, like an Ali Sheedy breakfast moment where he comes out and he yeah. looks like a man like a, a captain of industry. Maybe they would make out in like a pantry or something, but I don't see it going farther than that. True. <laughs> Carl's mm -hmm. like hands yeah, off. Yeah, I think bro. Lindsay Lindsay and Bukowski would definitely have like a finger banging yeah. one night of just like wild finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I really do like to think of Lindsay as finger banging only. She does not like sex. Yeah. She doesn't like penetrative sex. She just likes finger banging. And I think Kyle and Amanda would find a way to release like a lover boy beer in honor yeah. of Bukowski. Like he would get like how KKW does like fragrance spinoffs or something with like all the other Kardashians. That would be like the lover boy Bukowski. Ooh, what if collab? I think what if Bukowski dies in the house and then Kyle Definitely. does release Kyle releases the beer in honor of the, the older you know scruffy man that you know he he learned to love over the summer yeah Bukowski ends up face down in the pool and it's it is a sad moment as we know in the summer house it's a roller coaster of emotions one day you're screaming about trash next day you've lost like a family member the next day the housemate the 87 year old housemate is dead so like I think it would work that's how much happens in Summer House, though. Like, so much shit happens in an hour of Summer House. Like, they're full seasons of, like, Bever Real Houses of Beverly Hills. But, like, you could literally have... You had a death at the end of this episode with Carl's brother, and you still had four other major plot points happening in the whole episode. Like, they, they, they cram so much in. Yeah, they're bringing it. They're working hard for the money. So hard. Um, I love... Luke riding his motorcycle to the beach and being able to see him behind the car as yeah. all the women are talking shit about him in the car. Like you that, have a soft spot for Luke, and I do love that. It, cru it did crush. I mean, and I and I feel bad about having a soft spot for him, but like it crushed me because I just I always feel not as Luke in the heart. Like my worst fear is a group of girls getting together and making fun of me. Like that, I I've I've had that experience in like junior high like i've had that experience it crushes me because it's like luke came in a king and now he's like literally being shat on and if like if luke said the word like hannah i want to be with you he should be like okay let's do this i love you so much yeah like that if she just you know but instead she's going to destroy him and make him look like a like hannah is 
the the distortion she the what she's been able to create with what she actually has is really impressive but at some point i feel like she's doing it at the disservice of her overall picture and i believe by the end of the season there will be very little to none like little to no hannah fans yeah it's it's hard with hannah like i think that she is a total projector so like Everything she says about someone, like when she's like, he sees that I'm slipping away and it drives him fucking crazy. It's like, no, you see that he's slipping away and it drives you fucking crazy. But she plants that seed. And like, you know, people that don't want to like, you know, it seems like Sierra's not trying to think deeply about it. She's like, oh, she must be right. He is going crazy. Well, I think Sierra is also kind of no nonsense. And like, she's just seen, I don't think that she wants to be tied to a person that's having this kind of drama with someone else like it's just too messy like she seems like a pretty much like not a messy person like likes well just just her, more just, simplistic well, yeah just her room is insanely messy yeah though she really keeps the mess going a hundred percent in her room and pot and a bed pile i just can't i can't wrap my head around having that much stuff on my bed and then sleeping in it yeah i imagine her closet's empty I think it's just strewn. it's all on the bed. Yeah, it's like the closet threw up projectiled across the bed. And I like that there's a pile mess piles that just lead into the yeah. bathroom. No, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there is like sort of like there is like a map to her room. Like she has the mess in a way that she can find the map. You know, like I feel like she's like, oh, my makeup's on the, the floor over by that uh, that little painting right there. You know? Yeah. like And some people like they're. I have friends that are just like messy. They're messy in the way that Sierra is messy with the room. It's piles of clothes everywhere. It's just like the straightener. Like that's like the hair and makeup station area where the straightener is on the floor. Like there's like the dirty underwear pile near the bathroom. Like it's just, that's how they operate and it works for them. So like no shade or shame in your mess. It's just like, it's, it's would stress me out. But then you see Carl and Carl is now like, it's perfect. It's, it's like military corners on the bed. Like he, like everything now his all of his value and all of his like drunken behavior is wrapped up into how clean he can make every exterior and interior part of his body. He needs everything now the cleanest that it possibly can get. Yeah, I'm loving Carl. Oh, are you still so, because I remember last year you were super attracted to Carl. Are you still into Carl in that way? I'm still really into Carl. Yeah, I would say yes to that question. <laughs> Are you ready to give him your flower? <laughs> um, I am really happy that he's sober-ish or sober curious. Yeah, what is like, what is what is kind like what does basically sober mean? Like, or what I is don't like? No, I think it mainly means sober. Still, mainly sober. Yeah, like I'm. I am not quite ready for the flower giving because I think that he needs to be totally like sober from alcohol at least in order to like get a handle on some of his other issues. Cause he seems to have a lot of uh, intimacy issues and dating, which I'm like, how does that it's interesting with him? Cause I'm like, you love your mom so much. And like, typically I feel like men's relationships with their mothers mirrors, like whatever their relationship with other women are in their life. But I don't know. 
Carl's still like a hard nut to crack. I also just need to still go back to seasons one and two and really get the well, full and, Carlito. And by the way, yeah, if you really, Carl's experienced a lot of interesting things in his uh, career on Summer House. And I feel, well, mm-hmm. I mean, he did. He like referenced being like really confused with a lot of things in his life. And he took that on blackout drinking. And I, I wish they would get more specific about the things that Carl is confused about, you know, like that, that to me, that's like a real, and I love how last season we just really did have that, like, uh, you know, saying that he would black out during the week on business meetings, but then you'd come to the summer house and people would barely press him on it. So it was kind of like this dark undertone of like a really fun, like, let's party. But like, potentially we have some guy that actually has a real problem with alcohol during the week, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think it's great that he's aware of that and working on that. And it's a long journey, but I feel like hopeful for him. Oh, I mean, I... I, I th- this is actually no joke, even though it is that I started making my bed because of Carl. Like I'm not Same. like I'm not joking. Like I I there's no and I don't even have any shame in that. Like and I, I was already drinking water, so I couldn't take that little nugget. <laughs> but the bed thing, I've started genuinely making my bed every day, and that's directly because of Carl. Because I was like, it's totally working for him. Look at him. Yeah, I I make my bed. I wouldn't say it's totally Carl, like fully made, but I do pull all the covers up and then try and put all the pillows at the front of it. So it's more effort than I was doing previously. And I know in honor of Carl, I'm going to have a big drink of water right now. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest failures in my life or why I know I'm not exactly where I need to be is that I still have a bed that's pressed up against a wall instead of like, I hear Mm, true success. Yeah. I hear true successes when you can put the bed in the middle and then you have that side area on both sides. And so it Mm. is even harder for me to make my bed potentially than Carl. That is tough because you chill. You want to make it look presentable and I want Carl to be proud of me or whatever, which by the way, I do tag Carl in an awful lot of like bed making posts and (laughs) he always sees them and he never comments. And I always just wonder like, what Carl like is it Carl proud of the legacy this season like I because I really do think it's really like I really love his bed thing but I wonder if he thinks he's being joked on like what what his impression is of what he presents I would say if someone tagged me over and over in something that I said kind of as a one-off I would feel like a little bit trolled <laughs> But see, that's the thing is like half of me finds real humor in it. And then half of me like really admires it where I'm like, man, I want to be like you one day, you know? I think Carl is someone that doesn't realize like how strong and powerful he really is. And like to see him step into this role is like, you know, he's ordering all the food. He's making sure people get dinner. Yes. Yeah. He's like the king of lobster rolls and like Postmates. Um, the food god of the house, if you will. Yeah. And like, he really does have like a powerful fatherly presence. And I think that maybe he's been afraid of that for a while or has been worried about stepping into that role. But to see him do that, I'm just like, wow, like you are, you can, you can do it all. Carlito. It's, it's like when Superman discovered his powers, like he's like stepping in to the lights and, I yeah I mean I would love to see Carl do a cheese pull one day like I would love to see like anything <laughs> like he does he he lets us know that like food is his thing now but then he proceeds yeah. to order like a quesadilla and I was like well food's not really your thing you're just saying you like food 
Yeah, I think I mean I like also seeing him like he comes to check on Luke in this episode and he's yes. like, What's going on? And then Luke was like, I don't know, like blah. and he's like, Well, just so you know, I'm here for you, man. I support you and like you will get through this. And I was like, Daddy Carlito, you're really killing it. <laughs> I take that and I play it to myself when bad situations occur. Like, but he he's he then does it again, uh, I think in the next episode uh, with Kyle after the the in one of the end scenes with the the big blow up at the dinner table table when uh kyle's talking about hannah not taking out the trash like carl's always like we can get through this everything's cool you know nothing nothing is over you know Mm -hmm. yeah and i appreciate him bringing that kind of energy because there does need to be like grounding energy in those moments let's talk about the house meeting that goes completely off the rails because i honestly am team kyle in this house meeting I'm a hundred percent team Kyle team and team Kyle. I just want to point out Kyle never said Hannah's name. Kyle never said Hannah's name. And, but I will say, I mean, just, this is a perfect example of Hannah as a whole. Like Hannah lies about taking out the trash in this scene. We've all seen it. There's been many editor trolls of like showing her just putting the trash to the side. She's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. Yet Hannah will fight tooth and nail for her innocence. Even though mm-hmm. there is no debate. I don't feel there is any debate on if Hannah's wrong here or not. No, there's literally none. It is just like, it was truly as, as simple as being like you said, you would take out the trash. You haven't done that. And like Strabby has took taken out the trash and like, what's up with that? And then it cuts to her like talking head moment being like, well, I'm like downstairs. So there's just a lot of trash. And like, if by the time I get back downstairs, the trash is full again. It's like, no one gives a shit. Like you said, you were going to take the fucking trash out and you haven't done it. Like, can you just do it? And my favorite part of this entire fight. And also that means my least favorite part was that she was confronted about the trash. She tried to turn it back around and say like, Kyle was jealous of her sleeping, which I was like, okay, no. Then flips the fuck out just lights the fire underneath like the kyle and amanda relationship stuff then like cries screams like does all this shit meanwhile she walks by the trash probably 10 more times over the course of the night the trash pile is still there at 11 p.m they'd had this conversation at six so she had five hours to take to just be like you know what i'm sorry like I will get the trash. Like, don't worry about it. Message received loud and clear. And then go just pick up the fucking trash and take it outside and put it in a dumpster by the side of the house or whatever the fuck you do with it. And she still didn't do it. And that's why I was like, this isn't about like the trash. This is about you feeling like justified and victimized and like needing to like prove that you're like a victim here. Today's society, nobody is wrong. Like, nobody accepts blame. No, People will work harder to prove their innocence when they are fully to blame than they will to just say, I'm so sorry, I will do better. Like, the fact, and then, and then the fact that Hannah brings up, like, their relationship out of nowhere when in a couple episodes further from now, we see her freak out because, like, Kyle brings up her dad randomly. And it's like, don't bring up my dad! Like, she is so, she is one of the people that, like, cannot take shit, yet she starts everything. This was a, a simple thing about house meeting of, like, rules to do in the house. And she makes it this personal, like, indictment against 
Kyle and Amanda's relationship, which she knows is a hot button issue. Like she knows what that's going to do. And then she complains about it being done to her episodes later. Like, I feel like the emperor has no clothes. She's completely ridiculous. And this was like, there has not been a moment in every one of this season's episode where I'm like, damn, Hannah sucks. Yeah. I was just like, it doesn't, it's so immature, I think, is the shocking thing. And I just, I, I think I had thought of her as being, like, more mature and, like, understanding, like, life in a little bit better of a way. And then I'm shocked to just be like, wow, she's, like, wildly immature, like, to the point where she can't even just, like, do the thing that she said she was going to do. And the moment someone just asks her to do it, it turns into like, you're yelling at me. And my dad yelled at me. And like when men yell at me, it's fucking <laughs> over. And it's like, no, this isn't about that. This is about there's a pile of garbage on the floor that we all have to look at every day. And like you said, you're going to deal with it and you don't deal with it. To have us agree with Kyle it's like shame on Sean, you. Man. I never shame thought I would on be, you. Like, like, look what never you thought did. I would be in this situation. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that, and even Kyle is like, whoa, this is even easy for me to defend. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm talking about trash. I don't know what you're talking. Like even Kyle was able to, able to easily defend herself. And it's really interesting because it's putting Paige in this very interesting position of like watching her friend spiral out. And she knows Hannah is in the wrong. She knows and trying to be like, okay, you both made your points. Stop, stop. And she's trying to rein it in because she sees her friend flaming out. Like they're like Paige knows, but Paige also knows she has to be her friend. But it's just wild. And for like Amanda to get to a point where she throws a glass, I would have thrown I would have thrown a case of lover boy. Like I would have like way more than a glass. Yeah, I would have just sloshed a drink in her face. Like you don't say that shit to people and then also not take out the fucking trash. And like when it, the next episode, when Hannah's like, you threw a glass at me. She threw a plastic cup yeah, at you. Like, like, there's a huge oh, difference. And she knows it. And the fact the fact that Amanda was the first one to apologize makes me livid. And that's why, like, I need, Aman I need Amanda to know how much she is loved, how much she is supported, how she is. Uh, I hate saying, like, queen and all that. But, you know, she's a queen, I guess. And, and I really think she is a very genuine person. And for her to apologize to Hannah just shows how Hannah plays mind games and manipulates everyone. Yeah. When <laughs> my favorite part of the fight was when Hannah stands up and she goes, Kyle, you're a 39-year-old man. And he goes, 38, 38. <laughs> I related hard in that moment. No, I Do not get the age wrong. Um, but to bring it back to Hannah, like, being a master manipulator, when she, and also just, like, a projector AF, she literally is running around, like, crying, screaming, and she's like, Kyle is a narcissistic egomaniac. And <laughs> yes. I was like, literally, that's you, like, in this situation. Like, it always is about, like, you're the one being wronged. You're the one that's sad. You're the one who's experiencing, like, the most unfair thing ever. And it truly, it's like, it just is always all about Hannah. No, and uh, Hannah... I would really be curious of like Hannah watching these episodes back. Like Hannah is smart enough to realize she's coming off like an asshole. Like I, I would really like, I would really be curious to see if she's defending herself in a lot of these because, uh, or, or I wonder if she's playing the card of like, Hey, somebody has got to be the villain. I took one for the team this season, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, Jack's, I think it's like also Jack's harder. Does, like, 
Yeah, it's like, whoa, you've done that for eight seasons now. Like, yeah. it might be. Jackson's like, one time they tried are. to paint me as gay, one time a cheater, one time, and I'm just, I'm tired of playing it, dude. I'm a father. I'm a father now. I'll you know? take things for the team. I'm tired okay. of being the victim in this narrative. Yeah. You think I wanted to and fuck also, Faith in front of a grandmother? No. You think I want, that's for the show, dude, and nobody had the balls to do it. Hannah also to like go immediately to Sierra and like be like weeping in her arms. I'm like, that seems unfair. Like she's using Sierra in that moment. Uh, She's treating Sierra like a dummy. She doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't know what like the, she's new to the vibes of the house. And so it's like, oh my God, can you believe this is happening to me? And like Sierra obviously is like an empathetic person. So like she's going to have like, she's going to be there for people in that way. But I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. You're wrong for this. No, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's completely ridiculous. And I think it shows a lot about who Hannah is this season. And, you know, I mean, but I just, I just, nothing, nothing, the rules don't apply when it comes to Hannah. I mean, even we, now we're getting like her boyfriend, Des being brought into this mix. I'm like, Okay, so all of a sudden we're supposed to be cool with this too? Like everything shows how weird you potentially are. And we're all weird, so that's fine. But don't like try to do it at the expense of others, you know? Yeah, like try and make it. It's such a it's such a low blow and just like low-hanging fruit to try and like pin Kyle and Amanda to the wall and bring it back to like their relationship drama, especially when they're in like a really good place. Like they're supposed to be getting married. Like after a certain point, even if you're not a fan of your friend's relationship, if it gets to a serious point, you just have to fucking accept it. And then you shut up about it because it is the way it is. And like, you don't make comments or barbs about it anymore. I think there's a lot to be said adult thing to do. There's a lot to be said in that Hannah was not invited to that New Year's Eve party that Lindsay was a part of. I think there mm-hmm. is like a, you know, and I, and by the way, I would not invite uh, Hannah to that wedding if I was Kyle. Uh, you know, like, I'm sure she'll have to go because of like, you know, Summer House and stuff. But Lindsay didn't invite her to that New Year's Eve party and every uh, other one of the cast was there. And I think there is a vibe with certain people in the house that Hannah is kind of on an island. If you notice, like her really deep friendships are with the girls, but even on Watch What Happens Live, she was saying that, like, well, I talked to Amanda during the show, but not really much outside of the show. Her and Paige are actually friends. And you kind of get that sense of, like, the rest of those guys hang out outside of Summer House. And I feel like Hannah doesn't necessarily do that. She might be, like, a kind of an energy suck. Like, the kind of people that make it about themselves all the time, like, tend to be, like, very exhausting to kind of hang out with. Because it's, like... There's just always, it seems like there's always drama when she's around in a lot of ways. She's an energy, energy crying about Luke, crying about this, like being like having just drama all the time, having to make it, bring it back to herself. Like even when they moved in at the beginning of this season, she's like, oh my God, the sauna, Luke will love that. Like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, (laughs) can you just be quiet for like two seconds, please? Like it's too much. It is funny, though, with that that comment about moving in with Luke, because there are those girls like we've all been around them where they claim a guy that's their friend. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like nothing's happened or anything like that. But they're like, oh, my God, we're we're just like we're best friends right now. Like, oh, my God, he would love he's going to love this. Oh, my God, he's going to freak out. It's very Jamee private school girl. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, she's he's amazing. Oh. 
Um, also, I love that Hannah walks through the kitchen, like trying to hype herself up, going, you're stronger than this. You're stronger than this. And walks, again, right past the pile of trash. <laughs> that it's The only thing she has to do is pick it up and take it out, and then the drama would be solved. No, instead we get like these shots of like Stravi taking out the trash, Lou, like Lou, Carl taking out the trash. Like uh, We get all the shots of everybody else besides Hannah taking out the trash. And by the way, every time that trash is there, they are always right next to like what looks to me 80, 100 pallets of Loverboy, and they're complaining about shortages everywhere i'm like what the fuck <laughs> it's all in the fucking house like kyle look i've solved your problem it's in the kitchen get it like everybody's like showing they're all drinking lover boy lover boy is flowing like no there's nobody wanting for a lover boy in that house yet they keep complaining every like there's a shortage everywhere we have no lover boy <laughs> yeah they've definitely taken like the majority of the lover boy product I call. I called. I did a taste test of Loverboy on the podcast over the summer, or sometime. How was it? Uh, one was uh, one was good, and then one was like there was like a spice in there that I didn't really expect, and I wasn't expecting it, and it kind of didn't. But more importantly, it was like smaller cans, and I'm like, you can't charge mm. a premium for a smaller can than like a White Claw or a Truly. And then I called uh, the one eight hundred number on the back, <laughs> and it didn't even lead to a message machine. And I was like, because part of me was like, wouldn't it be funny if Carl answered the eight hundred number? Yeah, and uh, customer service. It didn't. I mean, so that's why, like, I I do find it funny that they complain about. Lover boy on the show, yet I see them drinking nothing but Lover boy. Like they're getting so much free advertising, yet like there's supposedly no Lover boy. It just seems like one of the easiest, easier things to do. Yeah, it seems like they're just at that point in, and I don't know much about beverage industry, but like I feel like it's like they're right at that point where it's gotten so big now everyone wants it, and they just like didn't see it blow. They didn't anticipate that it would blow up like from season four to season five yeah but gonna, it's such a it's just a genius idea i mean like that is like they're really they did that i'm gonna drink one of the sweatshirts if i have to like i i you know <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get drunk off something um i loved amanda lying in bed with a bag of chips two a bag of popcorn a bag of chips and just like on her phone that was my vibe for most of quarantine in 2020 yeah no i mean Completely. And I, you know what? Paige is like, she'll have similar things where like just her scrolling on a phone, they'll do like a quick shot of. And like, I like that kind of stuff because that is really, you know, highly, highly relatable in this time, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's rules in the summer house of like, guys, let's be aware of being on our phones too much. Let's be aware of like, I wonder if, like, and also, do you ever wonder if they purposely had the oven broken? Oh, maybe just to throw a wrench into the mix. I love when I say something I'm like, did you spend hours thinking about something that like no, literally nobody else is thinking of? I am very invested in the oven being broken and I'm wondering when it will get fixed. Like I loved seeing the handyman come over and like take the oven apart and like everyone interacting with him. Like I was very into that. So yeah, like, I, I thought I, was like, I look it... forward to the day that their oven makes a miraculous comeback. They get well, those parts ordered and then it's like a whole new, a whole new day. Well, no, it's a, it, it's a setup. If later in the season, the toilet breaks, like if something yeah. else breaks, you know, and they have to find like, we have to go to the woods to shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like Hannah breaks the toilet. Oh, Hannah always is making, Hannah's always making poop jokes. Hannah's always talking I about know. nervous poops. Like that's part of her. That's a classic Hannah burner burn dog bit, you know, her brand, if you will. 
Yeah, her brand is, well, poop, and then, like, also, um, I've had Luke's penis in my mouth uh, twice. You know, like, she'll always do a, yeah. a good penis-in-the-mouth joke. Yeah, it's a little, it's a lot for me. It's starting to be a little much, but. Well, you're you're such a, you're a classy, such a classy lady, like a woman, you know, like, you, you in particular. You're giving me a lot of credit for someone who's come on a podcast with me to talk about, oh, like, weird shit. places that we've <laughs> taken shit. Oh, my God. But that like, was, but I, I'm I not still... above any sort of brew conversation, but I think when it's the only trick in your oh. back pocket, it gets a little tiresome. You guys, there's a Patreon episode on Lars Patreon where I told a story that I have never told in like on my podcast on any podcast and I still will get people that will make I mean that it was a classic I had somebody that I had not talked to in a year or so reach out like did you shit into a bucket man like I, it was and I was and I was so shocked like because I was like how does somebody know and then I realized I had told it on your Patreon and I was like oh my god I told that whole story yep one for the books you got it's on the babe it's on the babe podcast how many patreon, patreon subscribers did you lose that week was that was that a big you actually uh, gained them oh, you were a huge it, business uh. was booming <laughs> um ryan thank you so much for coming on the pod oh uh, yeah i've got anytime like i i feel like i yeah no anytime please you gotta come on mine and i gotta like this was i was so overjoyed to get this call because i love you i love summer house so this was a, a perfect way to uh to spend any amount of time thank you yeah it was a joy all around i love talking to you and tell everyone about your podcast i'm sure they already know but for anyone that's not in the know you guys have to listen to ryan's podcast it's uh it's called so bad it's good with ryan bailey we're now doing daily smaller episodes because they used to be like these big six hour episodes i would put out once a week during quarantine where we'd have like three guests and i thought about it like a variety show but Anyways, now they're split up into like daily episodes, but it's it's all like Bravo, Kardashians, pop culture. We're doing like a Justin Bieber retrospective this week. My parents are on. They reviewed Summer House a couple weeks ago. Um, it, it's like just what did we, they it, think of it? My dad loved Lindsay's boob dress, but thought Lindsay mm -hmm. was very intense. Did not like <laughs> Hannah at all. My mom got had a real crush on Stravi, like real crush on Stravi. And my mm -hmm. mom, she made this. She said Hannah was giving her Stassi slap vibes because I had made her watch the slap episode of Vanderpump Rules. And she said, oh, okay. she said, she said, Hannah's a, Hannah feels like a less good looking version of Stassi. Interesting. I thought it was a very That's interesting point of like, she, but yeah. she's only seen like two episodes of Vanderpump Rules. So that episode of the slap, she said it reminded her a lot of how Hannah was acting. And I got to a point where my dad is now watching Summer House, like without even prompting. It's like, it's like connected me. Well, that's what I'm saying. The podcast has actually made me have a better relationship with my dad than I've ever had in my whole life. Like he's, he's like a showman now. But anyways, that's yeah. That's amazing. And it, also it really a great is. way to bond. Like, it really is. No, <laughs> over I, a common interest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, subscribe. You can pick and choose what you like. Uh, Alara actually is on a couple episodes that are amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just fun and making fun of shit and being stupid. And, and, uh, uh yeah, it's, 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 I'm having a really good time doing it. I love it. And then you can follow Ryan at Ryan Bailey 25 on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and Instagram. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. 
Uh, you have okay. to type in the full name because I guess I've been shadow banned on there for supposedly Damn. bullying uh, Jax. But um, all the greats are. Yeah, all the Don't worry are. about that. So I'm so prolific too. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, just give it a shot. And if you like it, cool. If not, there's so many podcasts out there. So. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I value all my readers. Love you guys. And we'll be back soon. Until next time. Bye. Bye.